John Mercure and Greg Matzik with you from the Milwaukee Night Market. Come on down. This thing goes, it really ramps up at 5 o'clock, and then it's going to go until 10 o'clock tonight. And we are here live right on Wisconsin Avenue, a sunny, windy afternoon. We apologize if you can hear the wind roaring through a little bit, but uh, we're outside. It's very cool. Come on down. This is going to be the place to be. I want to talk a little bit about Alec Baldwin's situation. Background. Alec Baldwin, in October of 2021, was on the set of his movie Rust, and a gun he was holding went off, and one person was killed, one person was injured. He was initially charged, and then the charges were dropped, and it seemed that he was in the clear. He's not, according to new analysis on the weapon. ABC's Jason Nathanson is with us from Los Angeles this afternoon and joins us live. Uh, Jason, good afternoon. Maybe we can start with you uh, giving us more detailed background about what happened on the movie set in October of 2021 and lead into uh, now where we are today. Yeah, well, I mean, you pretty much covered it. He was on the set and he's shooting this movie, Rust, a Western movie, and he's holding a gun, which was supposed to be loaded with blanks, not real bullets, for some reason. And we still have not gotten a clear answer on this. There were actual real bullets in the gun. And Alec Baldwin was rehearsing a scene, and there's some dispute as to whether or not he was supposed to hold the gun and point it at the cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, or not. Uh, but he was, and he, he was holding Holding it, and Baldwin says that he never fired the gun; that it just he cocked the hammer, but the, he did not press the trigger, and the gun went off and fired, and the bullets that were in the gun uh, killed cinematographer Helen Hutchins. So then there were, you know, there was a whole investigation into exactly what happened. Charges were eventually brought against Baldwin and the armorer Hannah Gutierrez Reed. Uh, but then in, I believe it was April of this year, the charges, the manslaughter charges against Baldwin were dropped. There were new prosecutors on the case, special prosecutors, and they went through the evidence and they said that they couldn't really de- determine from how the gun was, whether or not it was actually fireable or not, or whether it went off or not. And they decided to drop the charges, but they wanted to get a new forensic report on the gun itself. And they also said at the time that they could, if they have the new evidence, they could bring charges again against Alec Baldwin. So now this new report comes back, and it says, according to this new forensic analysis, that the gun could not have gone off without Alec Baldwin pulling the trigger. That's what they say. Now, this was also what was said in an FBI report uh, earlier about the gun at the same time, saying that the gun could not have gone off, contrary to what Baldwin has claimed for years now, saying that he never pulled the trigger. The FBI said that the gun could not have gone off without pulling the trigger. Then the new prosecutors came in, and they say it's possible it could have gone off. And now this new forensic analysis says, no, it's not possible that the gun could not, not have gone off without Baldwin pulling the trigger. So that means it's possible that we could see charges against Baldwin brought once again. Jason, would this be enough, do you believe, to, to kind of re-examine things, uh, open the trial back up, and, and see where it goes from there? It's possible. It, it, it certainly is possible. One of the major sticking points, I think, of this, and, and we'll see once they get into the evidence and, and the lawyers have their, their say on all this, 
But it's interesting, in the forensic report, apparently when the FBI did their analysis of the gun, they damaged the gun. They damaged it pretty bad. And in this new forensic analysis, they say that they had to rebuild the gun. And in the rebuilding of the gun, they had to actually replace some parts to reassemble the, the, the gun to see if it could have been fired. Now, according to the forensic analysis, it doesn't seem that that really necessarily affected the gun. Like, it wasn't a, that really – the parts that had to be replaced wouldn't have changed the overall outcome of things. But certainly Baldwin's lawyer will contest that, saying, hey, look, you kind of Frankenstein this gun back together, and now you can't really say for sure whether or not that would have been the case. I imagine that's going to be the defense on this, um, but it's interesting to see. We haven't heard yet from his side what, they were, what they're going to say. Um, because, again, charges have not been brought. We're expecting, we're told, I think, by mid-August that they would have a decision on whether or not they would bring charges against Baldwin again. It's August 16th, so it's about now that we're, we should find out about that. ABC's Jason Nathanson is with us. Jason, I want to switch gears and ask you about Bradley Cooper and his new movies. He seems to be in the headlines and not necessarily for the right reasons. What's going on there? Yeah, this is a weird little controversy about the new movie called Maestro, which is based on the uh, the marriage of Leonard Bernstein, legendary composer and conductor. Uh, it's kind of like the love story of him and his wife and everything that went down there through their kind of tumultuous marriage, uh, but also a, a love story as well. The first trailer came out yesterday, uh, and this is supposed to be, you know, the thought is that this is an Oscar caliber movie it's going to be on netflix they're going to put it in theaters and cooper you know is in has a shot possibly at an oscar nomination for his role here and also directing the film so we get the first look yesterday and some people were not happy about the portrayal or how cooper looked specifically his nose so he has a prosthetic nose that he's using to play leonard bernstein or leonard bernstein and some people are uh, equating that to jew face or you know a, a kind of a play on uh, the term blackface saying that the nose is stereotypically big long and pointy and just not accurate and if you compare pictures of the two of them together um, I think there's a similarity, but maybe the nose is a little bit enhanced more than uh, than Leonard Bernstein's actual nose. So over the course of a day or so online, and of course, the, you know, a lot of this the rhetoric comes from online. People were not happy with it, but it, it created such a stir, a stir that Bernstein's children actually put out a comment today saying that they have worked with Bradley Cooper very closely on the portrayal of their father uh, over the course of this whole film. Um, they signed off on it. They're, they're, they're happy with it. They're fine with it. And they say, yeah, their, their father had a nice big nose. Um, and that the, the prosthetics, uh, they're perfectly fine with. And they also say they're certain that their dad would have been fine with it as well. So is this a controversy? Is it a non-controversy? I, I don't know. But, you know, it is something definitely that, that got in the headlines over the past day. Yeah, Jason, I think the last time we talked to you, uh, we were doing everything pink in our studios. Uh, John was very irritated by that. We bought everything pink for him. We decorated our studios <laughs> pink. Uh, neither one of us has seen the movie, but it seems like we are in the growing minority. Everybody is seeing Barbie here, and it's starting to top the charts. Uh, yeah, it, you know, it's funny. It, it's been setting all kinds of records. Uh, Highest-grossing film ever directed by a woman uh, in, in North America and then worldwide and, um, and you know, top film of the year and all that kind of stuff. And there was, a, there was a new stat that it passed today, which I think is just absolutely remarkable. 
Barbie is now the highest grossing movie ever put out by Warner Brothers in the U.S. and Canada. Ever. And you're talking about Warner Brothers here. You're talking about the studio behind The Dark Knight, Wonder Woman, the whole Harry Potter series. You know, uh, so many different Batman movies and Superman movies, Joker, Aquaman, Suicide Squad, uh, the Hobbit movies. Uh, Warner Brothers is no slouch of a studio. And Barbie is now the highest grossing film that they have ever put out in the U.S. and Canada. The, that's amazing. I, they can't imagine that they thought that that would have been the case when they were making this film. And by the way, just to be clear, that that's unadju- unadjusted for inflation. Um, so it's not exactly uh, apples to apples in the comparison, but still pretty remarkable. ABC's Jason Nathanson in Hollywood. Jason, thank you so much. Sure thing. Take care.